0: good afternoon and welcome to learn some series where we add value to people's lives happening every week on ebizradio.com you can catch the Lion series on all major podcast channels today Uh, Climate change is already bringing devastation to our planet and uh, communities and businesses. There's an urgent need for brands and agencies to put sustainability at heart of their operations. And Clean Creatives is calling on all agencies, PR companies and individual creatives to stop working on fossil fuel industry and brands to stop working with agencies that continue to do so. Sign the pledge and find out more from cleancreatives.org forward slash South Africa. Clean Creatives, the future of creativity is clean. Joining me on today's coaching segment, I have a fascinating guest. I happen to uh, be part of a, a webinar that she was, uh, she was hosting, um, the marketing uh, executive at Omni HR Consulting. Please welcome to the show, Cassandra Julius. Cassandra, how are you doing?
1: Finding you, Kevin.
0: Cool. Thank you for, for, for making the time. Um, I, I know when we, when we, when we, uh, when I was watching your, your webinar, I was like, Oh, this is such fantastic information and like a good conversation to have. And I think, um, you know, from an HR perspective and coming from an HR consultancy, um, I think you, you know, your, 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 your viewpoint and your frame of how, you know, just, just to get people's thinking about it was so interesting. So, but, before we get to it please tell us who you are what you do and a little bit about you
1: yeah thank you for the opportunity and hello to your listeners so as you mentioned cassandra um i head up our innovation brand and marketing department here at omni hr consulting so who better to talk about creativity and innovation in the workplace Um, like you mentioned we do look after hr but more specifically from a skills development perspective so traditionally, a lot of HR departments looked after training. Um, and for us as a consultancy, it's really to come alongside our, our customers to find out exactly what it is that they need for the now, but as well as for the future and sort of train towards that and not necessarily only look at sort of traditional qualifications in academia. Whilst there's a place for it, it's really more around workplace skills, those job really skills that employees and companies need right now. So, so that's what I do. Um, and obviously, work within the creative space to market that which Omni does. Um, and so, yeah, really looking forward to the chat today.
0: Fantastic. So, I mean, with that in mind, tell us, tell us what it is we're going to be chatting about. Because you know, um, uh, you know, for me, it's creativity and innovation, and and uh, and just your perspectives of how uh, why this is so important, especially for you know the the future of work, um, where we are going to, and and what we are needing to consider as as um, as employers, um, and and how agile and the importance of of you know how quickly. Available, we 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 make ourselves to change because we know that uh, every button and uh, every um, every everything that's not uh, business as usual is being questioned right now, right? And there's yeah. you know f- from from people not coming to work to the actual policies in place, everything, right? Mm. But I mean, unpack that for us around yeah. uh, around what we what we chatting chatting yeah. about today.
1: I think just one key word that you, that I just took from what you just said is agility. Um, And I think if anything, the last two and a half to three years really had sped up how businesses are required to adapt to technology advancements. So a lot of businesses that were sort of implementing digital transformation pre-COVID naturally transitioned into the COVID times quite easily. And then there were those that obviously didn't partner necessarily with technology that was a little bit on the back foot. And i think from that perspective for us as employers employees team leaders leaders the word agility we really need to understand what that really means from a speed to adapt um that's the best way in which i can i can put it and it's being able to we don't all know the future and so we don't have this crystal ball but it's being able to foresee that which we can control within our environment and see how best to work around or alongside or craft a way in which we work with technology so from that perspective if we look at creativity and innovation i mean we've all read the research um, from the world economic forum mckinsey and co um, even harvard business review where they rank year on year what the top skills is from a futuristic perspective of what has been researched on what we need for the future world of work Um, And every year you look at that skill set and go, okay, it's problem solving, it's complex thinking and decision making, it all seems the same, right? But I think the most important part is the construct of the way in which we apply those skills changes nearly on the daily. So this was creativity important two years ago, sure, but creativity fast forward three years after COVID, how does that look now within the environment in which I work? Um, And so, yeah, that's really what I'd want to chat to you about is, is really how does leaders look at and understand those two concepts and how do they leverage it within their teams? But then also there's a responsibility on the employee, which is the team member, not to sit and wait. I need to take charge of my own career and what I want to do. And therefore, I, too, have a responsibility to be agile around how do I problem solve? How do I look at things outside of the normal construct? You know, that typical think outside of the box. We all use the term, but what does that really mean? And so it really yeah. is about framing the way in which we look at problems or situations in a very different way. And that really, if we look at the research, is what creativity is about. It's not about agencies or the creative or designers. It's about your creative ability to not only um, leverage lateral thinking, but looking at a problem from various different angles and go, how do we do this differently? Because we have to do things differently. That same solution that worked three years ago is really going to come off second best, um, just based on how fast things are changing. So that would really be my opinion on it. Um, And then from an innovation perspective, Kevin, it's really about are we implementing? So it's one thing to generate ideas and to talk about stuff and talk about how we're going to improve processes and systems and the way we work. But if we're not actually implementing it to put it out and test and get some feedback and refine and review on a continuous basis, then we're not being innovative. And that really is the definition of innovation. It's taking that that ideas that we come up with, um, problem-solving ideas, choosing one or two that best works and put it out. Put it out for critique, test it, Because again, um, if we're not going to test and get feedback, we're not going to know whether or not we are innovative at all. So so really for leaders, that is the challenge, is around those two concepts and looking at how individuals are able to best partner together to come up with ideas and solutions to help solve real business problems. Those solutions has to be meaningful and useful in order to be creative. So that's really my stance on it.
0: So what what I'm taking away, you know, just on some of the things you touched on and I <laughs> uh, the first one that hits you like smack bang in the face, I think for me is you you mentioned employees need to start taking action. I think I don't I don't know if it's I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a South African thing. I don't know if it's a, a certain uh, a certain company kind of thing. Um, but we have this almost unspoken rule that I'm the employer, you're the, uh, um, or I'm the employee, you, you're the employer, you're supposed to have all the answers, right? Mm-hmm. And people instinctively just take the back seat waiting for the most amazing opportunity and waiting for it all to just kind of fall in their laps. Yeah. And I think what COVID has certainly shown is that we, as humans, as humans. Uh, living on this planet um, may come across things like COVID uh, in the future, and because of that very nature, because of the the nature of the destruction and the uh, the impact that it had on business and 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 business as usual, we can't afford to as employer or employee to take the back seat. We we need to constantly be thriving and and learning and um, relearning and unlearning uh you know everything about our business and if i'm not actively involved and uh, in that business process whether you're employee or uh, employer
1: um
0: i'm probably doing myself a great injustice uh, and long term um working myself out of a job
1: yeah i think to comment on that two things for me um one is it a uniquely south african thing i think more so but I do not think it is just South African, um, that as employees, we are not self-directed. So if you really think, it it really boils down to if you think from schooling days, I get told this is the curriculum, here is my homework, this is when it is due, someone checks on me, all I have to do is deliver, I get instructions and I have got to deliver. No way do we develop the skill if you really think about it, and this might sound controversial specifically if you are talking to educators. Um, But where are we teaching kids that they actually have to take charge of their own learning, which is, how do I direct my own learning, do more than what is expected, or get ahead of the curriculum if the teacher hasn't given me an instruction? And I think that behavior sort of filters back into the home, from home back into workplace, so I sit and wait for an instruction or activities or tasks to be given to me. I don't do more than what is expected because I know I'm going to be rewarded for that, which you've asked. So I think that is really a skill that is missing within our educational systems, which just gets perpetuated when you get into the workplace. So that is really yeah. something that can be learned. How am I taking charge? Because if you want to take charge of your future, you cannot sit and wait for someone to give you an instruction that, hey, you're going to be retrenched tomorrow. You didn't do anything. I think a lot of people lost their jobs due to COVID, We just industries were impacted. And it wasn't necessarily non-performers that were out of a job. And it really was just where business found themselves. And so now you felt totally done in um, because you don't deserve this. 100% spot on. But yeah. what have you done about this to make sure that you remain relevant or that you have some other skills that you could go and apply elsewhere? So I think from that perspective, um, from an employee, you really need to take charge of self-direction. And then if that is the case, because our labor force is what it is, um, I do think leaders have the responsibility also to create that culture. So if it's something that our young people have never seen or been taught how to be self-directed within the work environment, how are we creating that culture to go, this is the model behavior. This is what self-direction looks like, what yeah. it sounds like. And really it's about doing more um, than just what is being expected. So I think if I if I can just touch on that, I, I think it's definitely – yeah, more so South African. Um, but I think globally, we just are seeing that self-direction is not something that for us as humans, um, if there's no reward, why would I do it? Right? It's just yeah. intuitively like that. So I think if we just to your point around COVID, if you want to be sure of your future, you've actually got to self- ask yourself the question, what am I doing about it? Because no one's going to do it for you. Um and so really it's being able to just find those moments and pockets of opportunity to to really put yourself forward
0: I love that and i you know the just the 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 frame of self directed i you know one one of the things that one of the slogans i've actually changed in my business is i don't i don't want to create solutions for people i want to create people's solutions yeah you know where, where the people are are the solutions they are self directed they are self aware mm-hmm. um they are self managed self maintained mm-hmm um mm-hmm. self-motivated Absolutely. they you know it's such an important factor when it comes yeah. to what the future of of business is looking like yeah. um and the impact that you would have as an individual because uh, mm-hmm. there's so much proof and there's so much evidence to support you know individuals who do uh take the self-direction and and self-awareness seriously the impact that they have in that environment is substantial right and also i mean you you mentioned to create this space to be innovative and to implement right and Mm -hmm. i think there's uh, we get so caught up with the business as usual and sales figures and we have got to reach targets and numbers 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 Mm -hmm. that we forget that you know you know how do we how do we because we are dealing with a whole new workforce, you know, millennials and the Gen Z's and the, I don't even know what all the names are anymore. (laughs) (laughs) They're arriving in a big way and within 10 years, they'll be, you know, uh, running, running the show. So if we do not adapt, which leads me to one of the the other, the conversation or things you mentioned is working Mm -hmm. with technology. Yeah, I think people, Especially people who are probably forty years and older have this fear, uh, like it's unspoken fear. It's a, a, and it's just a case of like, yeah, it's just because you're not actually invested and you think it's for youngsters. Where yesterday I was listening to Gary V. Gary V. I don't know if people know Gary Gary Vaynerchuk, but he speaks to. Um, he was he was doing a talk to real estate agents, oh. and he was he was quite specifically saying if you're not actively in, involved in TikTok and realize the importance of what tiktok does to a brand yeah you're going to be left behind yeah right and you have to and i think you know working with technology and i'm just using tiktok as an example but working with technology to re uh re-emphasize um but also to um to uphold where where with you know the world is moving to and i think people should stop having this idea that technology is actually going to be taking over the the workforce but rather enhancing the work for uh, the workforce tenfold it's just
1: how we as humans get involved with that
0: i think you
1: a part around this space right so a lot of times people would exactly to your point my schedule so jam-packed where the hell am i going to find the time and i do think my challenge to leaders is going to be is to be quite intentional about that time so Mm -hmm. it's not about an hour meeting for a Gen Z to come and teach you how to do TikTok, right? So what yep. we can do is to find creative ways of how to how to create social connectedness with my team. Um, that's an intentional thing I've got to do. Um, 30 minutes, what, and again, Gen Zs are going to go, this could have been an email, so why are we having a meeting? <laughs> you know what I mean? So how are, we, how are we looking at our teams and leveraging that and going, okay, if I'm going to do a little bit of social experiment. Let's do 30 minutes outside, let's just chat, and then whilst we are chatting, am I able to go, so tell me a little bit about what is TikTok and what is used for? So it's being able to be intentional with what am I trying to achieve here with this 30 minutes, because if there's no purpose to that conversation, one, I'm not going to necessarily hone that ability and and skill for my my workforce, and number two, me as the leader is going to look like I need to have all the answers all of the time so one way in a less threatening um construct you are able to actually start tapping into the thinking the understanding and actually learn something whilst you're at it so do you think for leaders i think it's around being intentional about your time creating that time pocket and going right what is it we're doing we're not talking about targets today we're not talking about processes i want to hear what is your thoughts on How can we use TikTok to to relay messages around this new system we're doing in a minute? And how can we release that? And put that problem, it's a business problem, put that to your team as a challenge. And by default, you're also going to be learning through that process. So that's one silly little example that we've just touched on. Um, But I do think, yeah, leaders, be intentional. um, And that's how we will be partnering with tech. So, I mean, another system could be a CRM system people are implementing. You know SAP and those type of big systems that a lot of companies work on it is fearful it, it absolutely is because it changes the way we work um but one of the key things that automation and tech is supposed to do is to allow us to do a lot of things faster so that we as leaders can really start focusing on that which we are supposed to do when we're in a leadership role look after our human capital it's not about does the system work right do we have to check it sure um, but our role, when you elevate it into a leadership position, is really how am I creating space for my people, developing them to a point that they actually need to move on beyond the role that they've been appointed to. That really is our role. Um, yeah. If if we thought it was about managing sales targets, then you're probably in a management position um, and not really can't call yourself a leader. Yeah. So that, would so, my, that would be my thought on it, yeah. So, I mean, I
0: just want to bring it back to, you know, why... Yeah. What is the importance of having creativity and innovation for leaders and more mm. importantly for business? Yeah. I mean, I know we've already touched on some of that, but um, mm. like, you know, if you sit back and kind of go, OK, so why do leaders really need to know this? Why do they need to? Why does creativity as the subject, why does innovation as the subject, mm. why are those two things mm. crucial
1: um, yeah.
0: uh, from your standpoint?
1: Yeah. Um, given, I think a couple of things. Right. Um, and really, I don't want us to keep focusing on like, the last three years, but I think the last three years has really just shone a spotlight on why this is important. So mm-hmm. leaders would be grappling with things like talent retention. So if you're sitting with the younger people in your organization and we're not creating the space for them to tackle real problems and share that which they know, which in this case is about them solve problems, which is creativity, we're going to be losing that workforce. Things like greater efficiency. So again, creativity and innovation is important to start looking at how to work smarter and faster with the little which I have. So a lot of businesses are now operating on, on lean workforces. And you're still expected to do the output and the generate the revenue that was when you were 10, 20, 30-person workforce or team. You might now be down to 10. So again, from a creativity perspective, it is. This is the problem. I only have this team. I still need to reach this output. How am I going about this? How are we refining our workflows? Um, things like the Great Resignation, which obviously affected the US way more. We're seeing it in a very different way in SA. But employees are saying, we no longer want to do the 9 to 5. Um, we don't want to commute. It's just costing us. I mean, petrol's almost at 24 and a litre in, in South Africa um how the hell am I getting to work and still getting paid the same so again problem that requires creative solutions Um, and so for leaders if you're not starting to say how am I able to deal with the situation differently and change my mind around generating ideas to solve the problem because those problems aren't going to go away it actually is just going to speed up in terms of what we're going to start seeing organizations are wanting so managing hybrid work teams, again, how am I doing this in a creative fashion? So, so from that perspective is really, if it's not top of mind for leaders to constantly look at that which they're doing differently, and I'm not saying on a daily basis because I really don't want to create anxiety, um, but when you start seeing things are no longer working and change is not happening, it's time to relook. So if you still manage the way you managed before, let's all come to the office for a meeting, that ain't going to work that time-wasting just doesn't work. And so I think that for me is just a couple of reasons as to why it is important for leaders and organizations to go, let's understand and learn these concepts. And then I really need to be willing to buy into it. Because we're still as human, um, you have an ability, and then there's the willingness. And you can be so able to think differently, but be unwilling, which is that retaliation in all of us, um, and that stubbornness to change, we're going to start seeing the results are not going to be changing. So I'm not going to be doing the sales I was supposed to or return the revenue and start becoming a non-performer. So I really think from a self-direction, if we go back to that topic, get ahead of it, leaders. Get ahead of it and go, how do I start doing what I do differently? And I think it will fuel leaders as well because surely doing same, same every day, different day at some point creates boredom. And that's, we start using teams as well. So, so yeah. given that for me, is, is a couple of the top of mind reasons as to why it's important for, for leaders and organizations.
0: So, I mean, because again, you know, um, people that will listen to this and go, yeah, no, it's, it's a great, it's, it's a, it's great, a conversation. great conversation, but how do we go about developing those yeah. skills in a, you know, creativity and innovation? Mm. Uh, what advice do you give, you know, from your perspective on how do yeah. we do this?
1: Yeah. So first of all, I think people maybe think it's going to cost you or arm and a leg to even learn about it. I think there's a couple of ways. Um, if you're not a reader as a leader, <laughs> um, that's just one way of fueling and being able to acquire those skills. So I think read, read the research. There's readily information available around just what other countries, what other businesses have done to develop that skill. Number one. Number two, be part of a peer network. So a show like yours, Kevin, um, just being able to have topical people on there. I love listening to podcasts or even if it's video, but I listen to the audio whilst driving. Driving can become such a tedious task, but I'm listening and I'm able to grapple with that information whilst I'm driving or just walking around in the office. So find a peer community, like a show like yours. Um, Omni, for example, runs open source training once a month. It's absolutely free for one hour. So again, there's communities that are out there that are wanting to build networks, leverage that. Um, I think thirdly, and and just what I t- talked about in my in my talk about two and a half weeks ago, um, really, there's a couple of easy things. And if you're OK with it, I just want to share a few top tips with, with leaders, because yeah. I don't think it's something that you've got to go and study and go and get enrolled into a course for. There's a place for it. Um, but really, there is a couple of things that you can actually just take away. And I just want to really share um, five tips, if that's OK. Because yes. um, I really don't want them to walk away going like, yeah, this is great. And my environment doesn't allow for this. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's quite universal. So so the first one I want to say um, around creating this environment we spoke about, and creating this space, is leaders need to learn not to say no. Um, and that seems like quite a weird one. I know my knee-jerk reaction to a lot of things sometimes is, is no, that can't work. Um, but it's not just about the verbal. Sometimes it's about just our entire demeanor, the expressions and gestures that discourages employees to share with us. So again, innovation is about really wacky, out of the box ideas to solve problems, right? So let's try and actually just listen. Um, not say those words or give a indication that mm, I don't think this is going to work. I want. I
0: just want to add to that. Yeah, um, you know, and, and the, the word no, people will and it's guys exactly what you're saying, Cassandra, I can't emphasize this, you know, from a from an NLP perspective, you know, look looking at language, I was mm-hmm. sitting in a conversation the other day with my brother mm-hmm. and just a simple conversation, we were just talking about random stuff and he said, no, no, but, and he carried on talking and he kept starting his sentences with no. No, no, yeah. And I said to him, do you realize that every time you say something or you, you, you respond to me with anything, mm-hmm. you start a sentence with no. Was he aware? And he was like, no, I didn't realize that. I said, no, well, check yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: throughout the evening, he was, (laughs) his whole, his whole demeanor changed. And to a point, right, that, that. That sublim, even if it's a like a mm. subliminal messaging that you're sending, that mm. just stop saying no. Yeah, uh, change your f- your frame of your language because it actually does affect how yeah. people respond and whether they actually feel comfortable enough. To- it
1: out. Yeah, because if you're not aware, in his case, he was not even aware. Um, on the flip side, there's some leaders that are so totally aware that their very presence in a meeting carries weight. They don't even have to open their mouth. And I think leaders need to really understand that you walk down this corridor with intention, people get out of the way because of the way you walk. Or crap, let's not go there today, she's having a bad. So that non-verbal, I probably can't stress more than the actual words, conscious or unconscious. Um, It kills creativity. I'm gonna not get an indication from you. I'm nodding and saying yes, but my frown is going, "Mm, it's not happening. It's a, it's a mixed yeah. message, right? So I, I'll yeah. people will stop talking because I haven't created this environment for that. Um, and then another tip I want to leave leaders with is around diversifying teams. Now, great if you can recruit for people that look different and sound different, but that's not always possible. But how are you able to put non-conventional team members together if you created like a little intentional think tank? So imagine, and I love the words always, imagine, or ask the question why, or why not. Um, So when bringing people into a room, bring someone that is your cleaner in your office, to your receptionist, to your creative team, whoever. Don't normally put the people together that normally works together well, together to solve a problem, because you need to create that friction around, yes, but. And so now it's okay to kind of go, yes, but not no, but, um, and challenging each other is be able to then find, okay, how do I leverage that idea? Uh, that's interesting and build upon that. So I do think from that perspective, and let's use an example, um, our work from home policy. Let's say that's something that hasn't been crafted in your organization. How is that going to work? So instead of leaders coming, dictating, this is the policy, let's put some of the team members together. That's at the core of having to work from home. Guys, how are we going to do this? You have needs, I have needs. Um, you're an employee, I'm an employer. Let's look at how do we do a win-win. What could work? What could be some of the, the rules of engagement we come up with? And I think that's a real business problem when we are young people really want to solve problems that make a difference. And that's going to make a difference to their own lives as well as the organization. So that's yeah. sort of the second um, tip that I want to want to share. And then I think another one is really around Remember, our teams are individual, so, you know, um, we don't want people to check the individualism at the door when they're coming into this think tank. We want different. We want you to question everything. Um, For people listening to this that have kids, they know their kids ask the why question 112 times and you kind of get tired of it. But that really when you start unpacking creativity is around questioning everything, but questioning it with the intention to make it better not actually questioning it for purpose of because I can. So we want individuals to be themselves. Um, And if you're more introverted, it doesn't mean you're not going to add value. You might need to just reflect on it a little bit longer or make some notes and report back. So really the leader needs to know that team that I'm working with, if the extroverts are talking all the time, how am I able to then create a rule of engagement right? Thank you. Let's hear from so-and-so. Um, so I think that's another really cool tip. Um, and I've shared before, which is one I want to bring in again, is around being intentional with time. We we can't use paid work time to really just create think tanks all the time, unless there's intentions. So have an agenda. Have three things, five things that we're going to tackle within the next hour. Um, and put a timer. I think sometimes we so easily run over, over time with meetings, and it's okay because we connect it. Did we get the outcome right? Were we there for the reason why we were there? Then you find follow up emails and, oh, let's meet again because we weren't intentional. We've got to actually respect our time um, and that of our employees specifically if we're wanting them to really create an output and add impact to that which they're busy with. And I think lastly, and this is my last tip, um, is really around creating some freedom and empowerment. Um, For me personally, in a leadership role, I've had lots of opportunity throughout my entire career to really test test the status quo within the environments that I've worked, um, but served well within the role that I had at the time. And I think that for me is quite important to demonstrate that behavior to our teams is around I need to serve well for where I am, but also that I have the freedom to go and actually be empowered to do other things. So really, for us as leaders, it's around creating that empowerment because you don't want to be in that role forever and a day. Um, You need to also move on. And in you moving on, you're creating the space for others to actually move up into that position that you've left behind. But it needs to be left behind in such a way that that person taking over your position knows that that's what is expected. I need to learn as much as I need to learn here. Grow, move on, create space. And I think that, for me, is not um, your out-of-reach type of tips for leaders. It's really being able to go, is this something I can do within my space, which I can can control, Um, and do it. Actually, just go and do it. Test it. Um, Get the feedback. Get the feel from your people. And that really is you practicing creativity and innovation just right there. So that's my tips that I want to give you your listeners today.
0: (laughs) I absolutely love, and like I you know never say no, diversify your team, absolutely. uh creating that space, you know the the thing about the time, I think you touched on such an important point because we we do we we get so caught up in the the fun on that we're having and the busyness of you know it was a great yeah. afternoon, and we started being creative and um but then you kind of go, okay, but who's keeping the time yeah. based on the fact that there has to be structure, you know yeah when 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 just from a human being's perspective humans humans love uh, structure and strategy you know mm-hmm. so when you create the structure and people can see that there is structure yeah. specifically around time they yeah. spend it wisely you know Absolutely. so and that freedom and empowerment uh yeah. you know i don't i think it's still you know people still have that struggle but, well you know if i if i give you too much freedom or i empower you too much then you'll probably leave yeah um and, you know, that it's that old kind of thing. If you don't empower them and they just stay the same, may, what if they stayed?
1: You know. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> so another real reality, Kevin, um, is if I'm empowering you too much, what happens to my job? Exactly. Right? So it's starting yeah. to then put, put stress on me yeah. around, oh, crap, what, what's happening here? I think one of the greatest compliments for leaders is if actually your teams are able to operate in such a way that you are actually not mm. required, um, that creates the space for you to go. What's my next? Because surely, as a leader, you've got to be a lifelong learner. Um, you're not in in this role to just be um, a person that does a job. So, yeah. if you get to that point within your in your lifetime and your career, I think that for me is really a feather in your cap that you can keep asking yourself, "What's my next?" Because I've now got this time, right? I've started delegating. I've created responsibilities and chain of command. Um, and so now you start feeling antsy, which is okay. How am I using that now from a self-direction to go, cool, what else can I learn? What else yeah. can I do in research and bring back into my team or into my organization? Um, and I think it needs to be okay. It needs to be okay that your team works you out of position because you're an incumbent of a role. You aren't the role and the role is not you. Mm-hmm. You have to occupy it. And if you get that thinking right... Um, you're never going to be this attached to a job. Um, yeah. it's really around how to start moving on. And so, yeah, I think that's really important around the empowerment.
0: Yeah. And that, and that's, that's the point of growing, right? Like if you're not yeah. growing, you're just dying. It's like the opposite of growth.
1: Absolutely,
0: <laughs> so. Absolutely. Sandra, San Julius, thank you for, for, we'll for,
1: quickly leave you with, um, and just one yes. of us mentioned it, um, when you get to retirement age, I mean, what's the retirement age in our world, what 63, 65. Yeah, if you look at your grandparents, or even your parents, if they're older, what do they do every day, they start losing a sense of purpose. Because now they're doing the repeat, like, you know, breakfast, snack, go patty in the garden, come back, you lose a sense of purpose. Um, And so you don't want to get to that point in your old age where you're going like, okay, I really don't know what to do with myself. Um, So just your point around growth or death, um, we don't want to go that negative, but really it's around continuous growth, and so for leaders that is that is the absolute challenge every single day. Thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate the time and chatting to you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, guys. That's uh, Mark, an executive from Omni HR Consulting. Cassandra Julius, thank you for spending time with us. You're going to catch her on the lunchtime series uh, probably this Wednesday or next Wednesday. So uh, please check it out and uh, you can catch the lunchtime series on all major podcast channels today. Have a fantastic time. And uh, yeah, Cassandra's all her information is going to be in the description boxes, guys. So go click on it, go and connect with her, have a chat and uh, we'll chat to you soon. Thanks, Cassandra. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers
1: Bye.